Yo, what up? Yo, what up? How you doing? John, John, I was uh, E-City biking. I call them the unicorn uh, <laughs> bikes. I was E-City biking from Prospect <clears throat> Heights to, yeah. to Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy is where I live. And mm. then, but Prospect Heights, yo, the E-City bikes, they just don't go fast enough. They don't go fast enough. <laughs> They don't go fast enough. What do you got? Like a death wish? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh I, man! I was, I was just biking this morning. I was. I also live in Best Time. I was going to the. I was like hankering for a chocolate chip muffin, mm-hmm. and I was like, I gotta before I have like thirty minutes before this call. Let me go get a chocolate chip muffin. I'm biking down the Kalb, and this dude comes zooming by me on, and he does like a little like. He's a little swerve, he's a little snake, and it just feels so disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the the speed that they can go versus my regular bike, it just feels like there's kind of something something doesn't sit right with me. So mm-hmm. I I completely honor and respect your feelings about it not going fast enough. But I think they're going too fast, and I think someone needs to be done about it. And I think Eric Adams he hasn't done shit for this, <laughs> and and this is on a long list of things that he needs to address before right. I can feel comfortable living here any longer. <laughs> any longer. And I'm 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 fed up, Rashad. I'm fed up. I might leave. Well, good thing Eric Adams listens to this podcast. Oh, he does. I okay. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, what's up, my guy? How you doing? <laughs> uh, we we got um pickleball on Saturday. First of all, so don't forget your racket like last time. Um, <laughs> and also, what's up with this um. What is he what was he talking about the other day about like we're not gonna we're not gonna accept more um refugee what's wrong with you bro like you you your your bald head should know first of all that we this city runs on people who aren't from here and I know you're from he claims he's from what does he say like uh East Brownsville East New York or something like that he's from Bushwick all right wherever he's from um no I'm kidding uh I would love to be friends there Adams I feel like he lives a very exciting life really. I think he, I feel like he's out. I feel like, you know, people talk about New York. New York mm. is dead. No, but like, there's no like kind of like real uniting culture anymore. It's just a bunch of like white sneakers and NYU students or whatever. Mm. I feel like he tapped into the real New York still. I feel like he's, he's going around. He's doing things that like we only talked about in the 90s. Eric Adams still has, has that shit like unlocked. He really does. I think that it would be the same exact thing if like Andrew Yang was in office. <laughs> You think Andrew Yang is like getting jiggy like that? You think he's he's out? And I, about? I just think that Andrew Yang is like the yin and yang of uh of Eric Adams. I think like they are, it's just so. Oh, I see that. I see that they are they are two sides of this similar kind of being. Eric Adams is like kind of the jiggy, like you know, extroverted version. <laughs> like Chad, Eric Adams is the Chad version of of Andrew Yang. They're both <laughs> they're both about the same sort of shit. I feel like yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah and and, and, and Andrew. And Angie Yang is like super soft. Yes, 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 yes. And, and Eric, Eric Adams is like Eric Adam thinks we he's say hard. hard. You saying? Thinks he's hard. He thinks he's hard for sure. He's got that cop hard. He's got that like, <laughs> I got power, so I'm gonna yell at you and I'm gonna over, I'm gonna talk over you because I'm 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 big and bad. But like, really, he wouldn't do anything. You know? No, like, he wouldn't do shit. Yeah. yeah. Where did you go to get a chocolate chip cookie? Uh, chocolate chip muffin. Oh, so muffin, muffin. I'm a decent person. Um, I went to Bagel World on the Cobb. Shout out the gang. Shout out Bagel World on the Cobb. Bagel World. Yeah. Damn, Those you got a lot of worlds in your life. You got Life World. You got Bagel World. Life World, Bagel World, Georgia, Harlem World. Shout out Harlem World. Um, Cameron and them. No, I. <laughs> it is. It's just the two. Bagel World and Life Worlds. I try to keep it. I try to keep it. Uh, cap it there. Cap it there. I like that you go get a chocolate chip muffin because as of late, I've been going to Rita and Maria in in Bedside and I've been getting their blueberry scones. But mm-hmm. here's the plot twist. I'm currently like cleaning out my apartment and moving and I found like change and I had to be that guy. I started paying with change. Mm-hmm. Dude. It, it feels funny. It, it feels, feels funny. so funny. And I'm like, yo, I you're like, I promise it's not like that. Like I'm <laughs> I'm actually fine. I'm gamefully employed. I have a podcast. It's it's well listened to. 
Uh, but you know, but that doesn't. They're they're not here now <laughs> when you're paying with quarters at the deli. No, I I yeah. That but that's that's the thing. Like I feel like that's like um that's like some broke PTSD that I think we perhaps both have. You know, it's like, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You, like, oh my god, yo, totally. Like oh, I was about to say on God, but like yes, <laughs> definitely it, some broke PTSD because it, it changes still money. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no such thing as a coin star anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to like the TD bank and drop in like a jar of, like coins. Like I don't got time for that. You mm-hmm. know, everything's just like the money coming in. Okay, flex. Via <laughs> <laughs> like you know from the air. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to the bank anytime soon. And so, but what I do, like, I'm not going to carry like a, like jars of quarters. Like that is broke PTSD. Cause that was me. Like as a kid. Yeah. yeah. No, until, I mean, I remember, yeah. I remember like the days where it would be like, all right, well, I got two, two dimes and a nickel and then <laughs> three quarters and I can get a honey bun, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's, and it really, when it came to the two dimes, the time to put the two dimes and a nickel on the <laughs> counter, that's when I knew that, that they're, he was going to look at me and be like, what? You okay? I'll throw in the Snickers if you want, bro. Like, it's on me. <laughs> and, and yeah, sometimes I, like, yeah, on laundry days, I'll like go to the deli, like down the street from my la- my thing, and I'll, I'll like buy something with a few quarters and, and, and I'll kind of just like be looking at my feet, being like, just like, hurry up. <laughs> Bring it up. Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. I also live in this like I don't know, man. Bedside is just wilding out right now. I didn't realize how many Bedside used to be like that 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 haven where we could just get away from it all. Now it's like here. It being it being what exactly shots enlighten us. Everyone's like like I mean, everyone's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Slebs. Just- Everyone's so got a YouTube show. I I just like I need to go to like somewhere, somewhere where like people don't know my name, like Cobble Hill. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, you you can't even like if, if you were it, it's not even a place for you know like a, a humble podcaster like yourself can't even get outside <laughs> of being 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 it recognized. I just um, want to go somewhere um, I can pay and change. You know. <laughs> um. No, I think I yeah. I, I feel like I I know what you mean. I feel like every time I hear I hear like some cool downtown person you know talking about where they live they're like i'm yeah, bed time we're moving to bed style <laughs> um and i don't yeah I don't, i'm i'm not even from the city so i don't know why i i i feel some sort of resentment or like claim to the place i only moved here like four years ago like so but uh but um but it, it does feel a little i am sometimes like what do you mean? Wait, so where are you, where are you moving to? Is that paywalls? Are we allowed to? Are you allowed to talk about that? Or oh yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna travel for a bit. Oh cool, he's he's a he's a, a nomad, <laughs> a digital nomad. <laughs> I'm gonna um I I've got some places to stay, but I'm I'm gonna travel for a bit. But then when I come back, mm-hmm. I'm you know it'll be during the time where like it's slow season of people trying to move in and whatnot but i have i don't want to give this secret away not on the show with like mm-hmm. my millions of followers you know mm-hmm. of like because <laughs> this is paywalled but oh i can't i can't give it up because it's just like we'll, we'll talk we'll chat offline we'll chat off. <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll step out of our apartments and i'll see you <laughs> Yeah, d- uh, digital nomad aside, no man, I'm just, I'm just. Bed Stuy has done well for me, but wait, where are you coming from? Oh, I'm from beautiful Hamden, Connecticut, Hamden and New Haven, I guess. Yes. Yeah, but do you have any thoughts? Do you have any uh, sort of? Yes. First things come to mind, Hamden, Hamden, Connecticut. First thing that comes to mind, yeah, which is kind of insane to say. Mm-hmm. Is that after you said Connecticut, I I brought this up in another episode where Hassan Minaj bought something off of me from ground and that's where he lives, is in Connecticut. Whoa, Hassan Minaj lives in Connecticut? Yeah. Well, but that okay. Um and this is important. I, I'm uh, this is like this is the advocacy that I feel like I can bring as a prominent Connecticutioner. 
a prominent <laughs> nutmegger, as we, we sometimes refer to, is that there are many Connecticut's. You know, Connecticut is like any state, right? Right. And I'm, I promise you, wherever Hassan Minaj is from, mm-hmm. I, I probably have I, I probably have never been to. I'm probably not allowed to be there. You know what I mean? Like he, he probably had the probably only people who are there who who have any sort of connection to me mm-hmm. are um taking care of little Jagger and they're being like, Jagger, put down the thing. Eat acai bowl, Jagger. You know, <laughs> your parents are coming home soon. You don't clean up your room, Jagger. And that's those are the people that I would be related to who would be wherever Hassan Minaj lives. New Haven is about two hours from the city. It's it's actually it's like the last stop on the commuter line, the Metro mm-hmm. North line. Um, and nobody actually commutes to New York from there. Like I feel like you wouldn't want to live in New Haven and be working in New York City. No, uh, not at all. And so there's like no kind of like, you know, as such, it's not like the 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 mega suburbs that people like the Greenwiches, the Westports of it all, that like a lot of these celebrities I, I imagine live in. Um but it is it is its own interesting weird place because it, it's where uh Yale is. And so there's like concentrated wealth and affluence and power or whatever. Right. But also it's like it's it's like it's like Columbia, you know, it's like it's like it's New Haven's a black city. New Haven's like a black and brown city. Uh used to be like a uh what you call it, like a white a city gun factory town. There was it used to be uh where like the there's used to be Winchester Arms used to be there. So there's lots of like folks came from the south to work at Winchester Arms, lots of like black folks. Um, so it's a weird place. It's like, and then and the, the Yale students are kind of are like brainwashed to believe that it's like dangerous or whatever. But it's like it's like anywhere else. It's just like a that, and then like they have this little gated off, pristine, you know, gem in the center that is the university that they like try to keep everybody out of, sort of. Do you do you enjoy doing impressions? I do somewhat. Because that that was that was on point. Impression of who? People in Connecticut. You just did one. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> 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 okay. No, I was I, I. That's just okay. You didn't. You didn't even notice. Like, all right. <laughs> Maybe I was just maybe just code switching. Maybe that was my Connecticut side coming out, and I didn't even realize. You know, maybe I was just. I've been doing this a long time, Rashad. You got to understand. Oh, you you have. I've been I've been in and out of these worlds. I've been and also I've been I I I've been on the Connecticut advocacy uh uh you know tour for some time as well, trying to make people understand have a greater more capacious understanding of Connecticut and the people that can come from it. You know, it's one of my missions. It's one of your missions. It's like when people like church missions. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> uh, where are you from, Michelle? I'm from Philly, but I, I don't spread the good word anymore. I think people already know. Go I actually thought that you were. Yeah, I thought you were from Philly because I saw that you're. A, are, are you a Eagles fan? Because I am a diehard Eagles fan. I have a I love the Eagles. This is amazing that we have this uh, Eagles podcast. Going yeah, on. I have like an Eagles tattoo. You have an Eagles tattoo. Can I see it? Where is it? Is it somewhere oh. I can see? Off pod. Hey, hey Wald hey, again. Wild. <laughs> Why? Can't get anything for free anymore. and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desire. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Desire is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Jordan Coley is a writer and performer. Jordan has words penned down in GQ, Essence, New Yorker, NPR, Pitchfork, and The Nation. 
Jordan is also a performer. He has a show called Jordan Show, a comedy talk show that happens at Life World, a venue in Gowanus, Brooklyn, where performers go to get away from it all. I watched Jordan's video to catch a, a dirtbag to promote his previous comedy talk show, Surveillance, and it was pretty accurate. Jordan is single-handedly bringing Von Dutch back. Please welcome Jordan Coley to wear many hats. Wow, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> and this is where the crowd goes wild. Like, yeah! This this is where the crowd Von goes Dutch, wild. Von Dutch, Von Dutch. Uh, they, wow. They're making like a documentary for everything. I think that there is a Von Dutch documentary now. Oh, you, you better believe I watched it, brother. You better believe <laughs> I watched all three parts on Hulu. Hulu.com. Uh, yeah, it was, I didn't write. Did you know? So I, I, I had a, a moment of pause because mm -hmm. I, you pointed out I do wear this Von Dutch hat that I love. I think mm -hmm. Um, but I had a moment of pause after watching that because did you do you know who Von Von Dutch is? Are you no? Aware? I just know that Von Dutch, Florida, right? N no. So so Von Dutch, I learned through this documentary, is was a kind of famous car uh painter design guy in in southern california in the 80s mm. i mean sorry, not in the 80s in the, the four, 30s 40s 50s something like that mid like early early 20th century mid 20th century he kind of pioneered that like you know that really fine filigree kind of like uh accents you see on so southern california like low riders you know those like like nice like act designs they put on like the sides like little like fine lines and mm -hmm. like accents um he kind of pioneered that style which of course is like, you know, been, you know, appropriated by low rider culture and like, you know, cholo, I associate with like cholos and stuff like that, but it was some white guy. Yeah. Um, and he famously was a white supremacist. He, he, he nicknamed himself Von Dutch in the style of like German and, and Dutch nobility, you know, as a reference to like, you know, like, cause they were like the great white empires of Europe. So he called himself, his name wasn't Von Dutch and he, he called himself Von Dutch as like a, as a, 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 a reference to that. And yeah, he was like, a, I think he was a member of the KKK. But basically, this dude was famous. <laughs> with like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, 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 it, this is real life, Rashad. Um, he, he was a member of like the, like he, he just became famous for his designs and like, right. like a pioneer this whole style that is like continues on today. But in the 90s or late 80s, these dudes in Southern California wanted to start a clothing brand. They bought the rights to Von Dutch, the Von Dutch name from his like family. They bought the rights to his name and like kind of the iconography of Von Dutch. Uh, and they started this clothing line and slapped his name on it because it was like just like a associated with Southern California culture. They wanted to like kind of have this like SoCal brand. Um, and that's how and then it became popular because one of those guys, one of the original guys who who owned it and it, they became uh, the documentary is about the dispute between all of them. Eventually, they all started fighting for who actually started it and who who should own it right outright. But one of them was friends with Tommy Lee and one of the big like like boost booms of the the Von Dutch like era was Tommy Lee wore like Von Dutch hat Von Dutch shirt on his Cribs episode where he's like has like he, you know he has a crazy Cribs episode where he's like all these girls around and he's in, like, a grotto and some shit and like yeah it just became and everybody suddenly everybody was wearing it because it was they saw it on MTV is that why you, you, you wear by it? is that why you wear it um no i wore it because it reminds me of like you know and my, my music videos when i was younger i guess right. oh yeah I guess like kind of that era like early 2000s music videos pharrell uh justin timberlake the original white man of color <laughs> and yeah that kind of that kind of vibe <laughs> yeah when i think of von dutch or like pharrell wearing like a hat it's always like cocked to the side mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the other day i was at the park and I don't know what's up with like parents like having their kids trail behind, but I'm not talking about like a feet away. It's like literally like five to 10 feet away. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, are you just like not gonna look over your kid? And like the kid was wearing not a Von Dutch hat, but in the style of, mm -hmm. and it was like cocked to the side. And I was like, yo, that's coming back. It's it's we're at the point where those people who are wearing it or like we're even perhaps teenagers emulating it in early 2000s now have children and are just dressing their kids like they would have dressed in 2003 when they were like, you know, doing coke in the LES off of Julian Casablanca's spine. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
you know, rock stars. They're just like us. They're just like well, us. Rock stars, they move the park slope just like us. <laughs> the kid, yeah, he was wearing a wife respecter and a hat, mm-hmm. just looking like Tommy Lee, looking like Eminem. Yeah, no, I've I've seen some kids who are really soft matters around around Bed Stuy, around around Fort Green, around Park Slope in those places. It's it's really kind of um sometimes sometimes it can be endearing, but most often it's kind of like just put him in some some overalls. I don't know. Put put him in some Crocs. Let him let him be a, a normal child. I don't I don't need to see this kid in like baby like uh what are those things called blundstones or whatever i don't i don't want just put your kid in some normal clothes i don't know and uh and let them decide how to dress bad eventually like you know like we all had to i wasn't actually that's not true my mom was kind of i was i was i was also a little dripped up when i was when i was yeah you were fly growing up my mom was big big low life my mom was like polo polo to the polo down so Mm. i was ralph collar popped i was looking clean no embarrassing style moments. Um, the only embarrassing style moments I feel like came from my own uh, kind of explorations in high school. I, mm-hmm. I went to, so as I mentioned, from Hamlin, Connecticut. Uh, uh, I went to my mom's from Jamaica. My parents were Jamaica originally, uh, and I was going to Catholic school for a while. But then in fifth grade, I went to this. I started going to this like proper. It wasn't a fancy private school, but it was a private school nonetheless, and they had a dress code. And I really, I really. We can get it. We can. There can be a whole podcast about this. Rush out about like my psychological, the psychological effects of private school on me. But one of them was, just like I decided to just be preppy. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I would, I didn't, I didn't come from a rich household or anything like that. I just was like, nah. But I'm gonna. I, this is me. I'm gonna be the most like, you know, penny loafer ass like, uh, cor- uh, carp. What is it? What are they called? Um. The sweaters that button on the front. The cardigan uh, sweaters. Cardigan sweater, Oxford shirt. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even like salmon short. I was. I was tasteful. I wasn't like salmon short or anything like that. No. No. Not, no. No. Uh, what is that called? The with the whale on it. No vineyard vines. But it was like proper Ralph Lauren. Maybe some some Goodwill Brooks Brothers in there. Um, so I had a real moment with that. But some of the, uh, some of the pictures I look back at, I'm like, I look ridiculous. I look like, I don't. It's like it's beyond Carlton Banks. It's like kind of like you're it's like almost get out level. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I don't like, re- like to return to that. This is one particular photo I have in, in like in, in my brain right now. I'm wearing like kind of like a shawl neck, like a, a shawl neck sweater. It looks, I look ridiculous. Maybe I'll share it. We'll share it in the notes of the, the podcast. Maybe we can finally, I can finally accept it and, and release it into the world and like not have to carry so much shame about it. But do you have any embarrassing Google images photos of you if you search your name i think i actually was doing that the other day because mm-hmm. at the show sunday jordan show sunday there's we're not uh, oh maybe not uh, get rid give, give stuff stuff away but there's there's another jordan coley actually there's a mm-hmm. prompt jordan coley in media he is i've gathered and i i've been seeing this man on the internet for since for like so for as long as i've been on the internet looking at shit because i he i obviously searched my name when i was 14 mm-hmm. But he's a Christian rock artist from North Carolina. He, by all accounts, is biracial. I presume of some uh, strain, uh, as well as something else, because of just basic off his complexion, his hair texture, whatever. Um, and he, um, he just is like a very interesting character. It seems um, I'm not a huge fan of the music. Um, <laughs> But uh, he just looks very odd, and um, and that's the kind of the thing I can think of when I you search Jordan Coley, this guy will come up. And now that I'm you know emerging into the world as my own sort of like building my own media empire, <laughs> he's sort of direct competition, and that's been something I've kind of been contemplating. Like, how do we deal with that? Should I should I reach out? Uh, maybe we should collab. <laughs> collab. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So they have, no, but I I don't think they're very very embarrassing images. I mean, my. Instagram, I feel like I archived some some of the more old stuff that maybe didn't reflect the the current brand we're we're cultivating right now. Mm-hmm. But um I'm sure on, on Facebook, I don't know how open my Facebook is, but I'm sure if you go on Facebook, there's probably stuff that that is is less than flattering. I hit all those photos a long time ago. I hope it never mm-hmm. sees the light of day. How were you how are you getting down in Philly when you're growing up? Were you like what was your style like? 
I was a backpacker. You know, I always had, I brought a backpack everywhere because oh. tote bags didn't exist, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, pre-to PT, pre-tote bag. That's the that was that that is an era. I was like, when did, where did tote bags just pop up from? <laughs> Everybody was bringing a tote bag like 10 years ago. But before that, I, I don't think I even if you if you came to me, like if we came from the future to 24, like 2011, Jordan was like, Jordan, there's gonna be things I call like tote bags and everybody <laughs> in Brooklyn and like the guy's gonna be wearing them and and um and yeah, basically you want to find one that's kind of like tasteful it, you know it, it, it evinces like you know you 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 go to things you're interested in art you you know you listen to certain types of music but it can't be like don't do the new yorker don't do like any of that kind of like no, Paris no. View, maybe Paris view perhaps but no new yorker um i'd be like what is a tote bag what are you talking about right so i don't yeah so this is pre-tote bag you were pre-tote you, bag. you what kind of backpack are you rocking like a big jansport or big jansport but to this day my dad still clowns me for a rock and a toe back, he's like, "Yo, you and your purse." I'm like, "Dad, that- <laughs> <laughs> your dad is sounds hilarious." <laughs> don't 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 humor him. Don't humor him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just he's like, "That's why you can't find anything." I'm like, "Damn, you're yeah. so right." I do throw everything in there. I'm still a little tote bag averse. I've been looking for a kind of bag alternative. I wear sometimes this like Amera bag, the LLB and Amera bag, you know, those right. I wear mm-hmm. those sometimes. Uh, I, I'm I'm low-key still a backpack guy. I have I have my this like it's in tatters, this Patagonia backpack that I got like four, three, four years ago that I I bring my laptop around, I bring everything around in. Um, but I know there's a more stylish way to be doing this, and I have yet to really invest the time and the money and 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 figuring it out. So if anybody has any suggestions, like type into the chat for us at wearmanyhats.com slash FM. There was a tweet that that the chick said that like if he's rocking a backpack, look the other way or something. That's that's rough news for a nigga like me. <laughs> really rough to hear. I've never brought a backpack on a date by any means, but a tote bag, yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never know. You never know. Yo, you bag? you think, Dad? You think that those tote bags of purse got? I got a Swiss Army knife in there. You know, I got like. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. It's nothing sweet. It's nothing sweet. Wait, what? Uh, what kind of tote bag are you rocking? What does it say on it? No, I, I'm just I'm plugging the pod right now. It's it's a wear many hats tote bag. Wear many hats tote. That's right. Bag. That's you gotta, right. You gotta you gotta be be you big yourself up ultimately. Yeah, that's right. That's okay, right. Exactly. And I mean, we're coming out with new tote bags right now. They're being printed as we speak. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of new merch coming out, which is kind of wild because I don't know where to put it since I'm not going to be here. So, yeah, that sounds like a logistical kind of. <laughs> you know, didn't really have a plan for that. It's like, yo, come check out my studio. It's at like public storage. <laughs> But yeah, that's another New York thing that people have or tote bags. I'm glad that the Telefar phase is done. I think everyone is over the Telfar bag. Yeah, I think everyone figured that out. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think amongst maybe the like uh, hipper circle, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like it's gone. It's gone mass. Like the Telfar bag, like every it, which I I think was their intent. Uh, by from my pers- perspective, I think they you wear Telfar. I don't uh, do I wear like a bag or or just in general in general in general I have this t-shirt that my friend got me for my birthday a couple years ago that's pretty fly it's like reversible it's a it's a converse telfar um collab uh and I feel like I have another tel- I have I have, a, I have one of those telfar do rags I got sent to me actually you know it's a gift you know oh 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 flex um, but uh, I actually I have a contentious relationship with Telfar because mm. a couple of years ago, in the, during the pandemic, I bought a Telfar bag, a big oxblood, large one, mm-hmm. friend, because I thought I'm gonna be a guy. You know, I've been in this bag dilemma for years now, where like I've been mm. wearing a backpack still, um, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll be a tel- maybe I'll be a bad guy, maybe I'll be like a Telfar guy, maybe it's actually kind of 
hard flat it's fly to like carry around a big telfar bag mm-hmm. and then i found myself just like increasingly just being like no nah, i'm not gonna i don't feel like bringing this out i don't think i'm gonna be wearing this so i was like oh, i'll give it to my mother and um and then i got my sister a black one because you know i i don't know what the situation is now i haven't really checked in but like for a while it was really hard to get them you know they had drops only so ever so often and blah blah right. blah and so I remember I, I like signed up for they had did the first like Telfar bag plan where anybody who signed up would get was guaranteed to get a bag. Mm-hmm. So I, that, I did that and I got my sister a medium black one, which, you know, is like, you know, sensible. It's not, you know, who wouldn't want. But this is like maybe 2020, um, 2021, maybe 2020, 2021. And, uh, and my sister, God bless her. She's uh she's a nurse. She, uh, she's works in Stratford, Connecticut. Um, not like, you know, not a silly freelance creative like myself you know blah blah blahing around so she has real real she's real life do, doing real things not interested not not hip to what's happening on the internet and no. who's, who's not she did not know what telfar was at this time and so i got got her this bag this you know patent it's not a, it's not real leather she's like you know patent bag for christmas one year and she's like huh, thanks she's like thanks what she's kind of like what the fuck is this what why'd you give me this <laughs> back um and i was like no you don't understand like in new york it's kind of a big thing like you know it's a really hip like you know blah 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 and it just it just didn't register with her at all she just she couldn't give two fucks she had to this day i have shot it's and so it's now the year of our lord 2023 august 2nd i don't think she's she's worn the bag once um but <laughs> but she did tell me so her friend works in podcasting all right industry industry creatives um who uh and she she does something for Patreon. She did she brought my sister to an event for um for the read, the podcast The Read, which you may or may not be aware of. Oh, um, the read. Yeah. Yeah. With Kid Fury, whatever. And so, and my sister loves that podcast. Um, and so she went to the the event that the that and she said everybody had a telephone on. And she was like, Jordan, that bag you got me, everybody's wearing it. And I was like, I tried to tell you, baby girl. I tried <laughs> to tell you. It's the thing. Um, but yeah, now it's kind of gone. It's everywhere. Um, I think, I don't know what the new thing is going to be. Again, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. So what about, how do you feel about boat and totes? Ella being boat and totes. Everybody's doing those too a little bit. Oh, they're definitely doing that. They're, they're definitely doing, doing, that. doing that. And I thought about that for a second, but I'm like, no, nah, maybe not. No. I'm going to no. find, I'm going to find my thing. We'll, we'll, by the end of this episode, we'll have something for me. You know, when you ask, what do you think the next thing is? Mm-hmm. I actually thought that you would know because I feel like you could look into the future with all this UFO talk, alien talk. Yo, I actually did you see that 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 tweet when the aliens come down? Do you think they're allowed to say like the N word? Did you read that tweet? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I did see that. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean they can say whatever they want. I mean, I chances are they won't be speaking English. Right. <laughs> if I had to take a guess, they wouldn't. They wouldn't readily have an English speaker on deck. But, um, <laughs> but if they did, and they, he, she, I don't know how gender works for for this given race uh-huh. of creatures. Um, I'd be comfortable. With, I as long as they had they had enough, you know, pizzazz, enough, you know, like kind of like energy when they said it. Uh huh. In my book, you know. <laughs> <laughs> as a part of humans of course but like you know for these aliens these hypothetical aliens if you save with enough confidence <laughs> oh go crazy you know? i only ask if you the if you could look into the future thing because you're a writer and i feel like all i mean i've said this before on the show that writers you know they're, they're all always ahead of the curve they kind of know mm. what's what's in i mean you've interviewed so many you know, Katranada, so many big people that mm-hmm. us little people don't know. And they probably like, yo, I know what's in. And you're like, okay, share it with me and mm-hmm. I'll tell the world. Yeah, I I guess. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think writers have a way of uh, kind of paying attention to what's happening with like, you know, with we, we comb through pop culture and mm-hmm the the zeitgeist if you will with the with the finer comb than i guess most mm-hmm. people and that allows you to like you know get some insights that will make me maybe be, make some educated guesses on things mm-hmm. uh and uh and yeah i think i think um i have that 
in certain sectors and 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 have that less in other sectors, I guess. But um, specifically in regard to what what bag is next, I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm coming up blank. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, the main thing I've been focusing on is getting a bookshelf. I think, I think the bag that you're seeing is the actual money bag. Precisely, Rashad. <laughs> I, I think that I think I I couldn't agree more. I think the bag I see in my future is loaded with blue notes, <laughs> blue eight hundreds. No change. No no change. <laughs> I my goal is not to never see a time again. <laughs> I see a nickel. I'm gonna probably come break on. You're gonna do the ditty, looking at a dollar. Like what's <laughs> Puff Daddy? What inspirational figure? Also, is it too loud of here? I'm like by my window. No, you good. You good. No, okay. you sound good. You sound good. You sound great. We have some sort you of. You sound power. like Diddy. I sound like Diddy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Take that. Take that. <laughs> you seen the video of Diddy uh, calling Meek Mill Daddy? No, he's your Philly guy. I thought you. Uh, he, it's a, they're at a pool somewhere in uh, probably Illuminati headquarters, and Diddy's like <laughs> recording the video of Meek Mills in the pool, like posted up on the side of like you know the wall, and he's like, "You really doing it, Daddy? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Daddy. You really doing it. Big up, Daddy." And Meek Mill, you can see him kind of like just like taking the comment, like appreciate you, appreciate you, but also be like, "Why are you calling me Daddy so so many times?" Because you know, I've people have talked to me about Diddy, and I think the rumors are true. I mean, it's been like that for a long time that he swings the other way, which is totally cool. Diddy should if 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 it is true that Diddy um also sleeps with men, I think <laughs> I think he should kind of come out and em embrace and be a bisexual icon. I feel like there's a dearth of that. That's um, what's trending as of late bisexuals bisexuals are trending um i i again i don't know i i will i don't i'm not gonna jump into this conversation <laughs> I believe that's bisexuals. Um, but i think i think there's an opportunity for him just from a, a creative strategist perspective you know right. from a perspective right. there's opportunity for him to really kind of like be uh a bisexual yeah, we leaving have, money on the table he's leaving money on the table and as a businessman i don't really understand i don't think this is really kind of a sound thing he's doing uh but you know everybody's on their own journey, and I, I respect him. And and um and he doesn't know us anything. He doesn't know us anything, Dad. No. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Except I don't see anyone still drinking Ciroc. No. What happened to that? No. 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 I was just at a concert at um in the park recently. I mean, you know, and you see the old heads in Brooklyn around Brooklyn still selling a little like. Oh, well, true. This was new to me, actually. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen this this kind of practice, but I'm sure it's been happening for a while. They they a, a man was selling drinks at the at the concert, and he was like, "We got blah blah blah, we got blah blah," like nutcracker style. Right. But he, he had like a juice with a small nib of uh Ciroc, like pineapple Ciroc, taped to it, and he'd sell it to you as like a kind of a package. Like you take the nib of Ciroc, pour it into the juice, and make your own cocktail right there and then. Uh, which I which I thought was innovative and genius, and a lot of them were seemed to be Ciroc nibs. So Ciroc is still hidden for somebody. Um, and you know, I I personally I'm 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 often I'm not often now I'm often at home reading my Bible and like <laughs> um how to make myself better in the eyes of the Lord. So I don't really know about that sort of thing. Um. So, but yeah, so but I imagine it's it's doing something for somebody else, you know. Now I know why Nutcrackers, they've been going up. I mean, there's no, it's not even inflation anymore. It's just like good quality. It's good quality stuff. Nutcracker, the Nutcracker market is something that needs to be studied because I feel like <laughs> of all the kind of industries in the city, it's it's one of the most like resilient. You know, we lost, we lost so much. We lost McDonald's at West 4th. You know, we lost, we lost so many things to the pandemic and yet Nutcrackers persist and I don't hear them talking about that on MSN, on CNBC, <laughs> on Bloomberg. It was the kind of like NY Times business article about the Nutcracker economy. I don't, I don't hate to hear that conversation being had, and I think that's that's kind of a a blind spot to our you know majority white male media apparatus uh -huh. that will forever be ignoring 
the contributions of the black man to society. I agree. And with that. And with and that. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the small business I can get down with. It's the only yeah, small yeah. business I can get down with. Because I was at the beach the other day and, mm-hmm. you know, kids selling nail crackers still going on. And I was like, yo, you guys are smart. Coming all the way to Jacob Reese. Mm-hmm. Rockway no more. Gay niggas like rock, uh, <laughs> I make nutcrackers. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> true, true. You be at Reese Beach or Rockaway or whatever. You could be Reese Beach or you could be at uh, Miami Beach. <laughs> Somebody drinking a, um, uh, a nut, nutcracker in too, too little clothing. <laughs> Okay, do do I need to int- who do the people know me? Like who who is who is your listenership, Rashad? Who how should I how should I be framing myself? I want to I want to come across correctly to your to your audience, you know. How would you describe this audience you have? And what and why and why did you decide to make this podcast? What inspired you you, you starting this podcast? Flipping I'm flipping the chair now. Yeah, I don't I this I did not see coming. <laughs> um but I don't know who the audience is. The audience could be just like you and me, or it could be like someone in the Midwest that's just mm-hmm. getting off to bi coastal cities. Just like you and me, two handsome freelance people <laughs> in Bed- <laughs> Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Um, have, do you have confirmed Midwestern listeners? Do you like? Do you have no like somebody in Illinois tapping in right now? I wish. I wish I. I wish I knew. I the specifics. I only know that. United States as a whole, which is oh, I see, I see. the metrics yeah. are granular. It's, it's not, it's not great. Yeah, we're not in their in their homes, but I, as opposed to you, they'll know. Mm-hmm. They just got to do a little Google search of you, and then they find the Christian rock star. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need to know. <laughs> well, if you are listening in Iowa City, first of all, go Hawkeyes. Uh, <laughs> I want to know how you guys feel about that season of. Girls, where Lena goes to Iowa Writers Workshop. Like, did that feel reflective of your actual kind of like vibe there, or like uh-huh. did HBO get it wrong? It's kind of my question. Um, you, for, have you been rewatching Girls? I haven't been rewatching Girls. I hear a lot of people are. I I watched it during its original run with my sister mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and I I think I've seen some episodes since. I've like revisited some episodes since, but people are kind of like reassessing. Oh, yeah. No, they're kind of, I, I for a while it, it it had a it was like you know Lena Dunham was was not um a popular figure or like a cool figure maybe is the no. more way of putting it in the pop culture eyes and now I think we're maybe on the on the brink of a Lena Dunham reassessment and like, we are and we uh, are. a girl's reassessment um, we are with I, with I, everyone I, coming back full force with mm-hmm. uh. Greta Ger- Gerwig and mm-hmm. and Lena Dunham hopping into the Mattel cinematic universe. Yeah, we're about to have a renaissance. Lena Dunham renaissance. I remember that time Lena Dunham was at the um, Met Gala and eight and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. like didn't look at her until she got bad and like tweeted about it. <laughs> you remember that? I do. That's very funny to me. I just like laugh about that sometimes. <laughs> like. This man didn't even. He was like, he was like, literally, who? <laughs> who are we talking about? Oh, oh, I, I didn't even. Yeah, he nah. just was just enjoying his night. Um, but you, uh, you, yeah, you know, stepping into the comedy world and as a performer, you want to write TV. You want to write some shows. You know, SAG aside, the no, totally, yeah, yeah, that's the. The, the inspiration, part of doing this show. So I, I used to perform in college and mm-hmm. and then I, I graduated and I've mostly been writing for magazines and stuff for the past few years as you mm-hmm. as you um and and I know that work and it's been fun. Um and I feel like I've gotten to develop as a writer, but I've always wanted to perform more and and I like throughout the years I've done a little bit of stand up, but this show was kind of like birthed in the idea with the idea of combining my desire to perform and utilizing a network of cool people I've I just met, you know, uh, living in, in Brooklyn last few years. I, I lived in LA two years for two years prior to moving to Brooklyn in uh, 2019. 
and um and just like kind of like yeah combining kind of both sides like you know at being a writer being a, being a, a, a cultural critic is like you know being sort of a as having a curatorial eye in a way right you're like you're paying attention to things that you think um that interest you and you and you cultivate interests in a more kind of finely tuned way than maybe most people do right. and I think that has allowed me to kind of like uh I think that I think that's that's a good skill set to have as someone trying to host a show like the one I'm trying to host um definitely like like this sun Sunday coming up on the show uh we have um my Binyam, who's an excellent writer, who writes a lot for the Parish Review. She has a, her debut novel, Hangman's, coming out next week. And I'm super, super excited to have her on because I've been following her writing for a long time. And um, and we have uh, this guy named Abi, who's uh, who runs this brand called La Pair. Um, uh, and he, La Pair, I, I, they seem to be kind of, have this emotion. I, I, if you see the video of the the, 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 the the dude explaining like motion versus progress. Uh, oh. We could talk about it later, but like the 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 bear the brand is 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 in, intriguing to me because I'm seeing it around a lot, and I'm really curious how like fashion brands like become a thing. How does someone just like like how do clothes end up on celebrities, and why how, and how does that what it is even like it look like to be trying to make t-shirts in 2023? Dude, um, La Pair like L E P E R E. Yes, exactly. Dude, they're huge. I mean, they're great. Well, Abby will be on the show if you you know if you want to learn things about the the brand, pull up. Um, and uh, and we have this cool band called Chanel Bees that my friend Chad uh put me on to that's playing um as well. They're uh, amazing. I saw them open up for Bar Italia, so good. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 tight. Um, and uh, yeah. So it's it's like it just kind of feels like a fun way to to like combine the the sort of work I was doing with magazine and stuff anyway, with like performing and getting this beautiful Jamaican face out there, huh, Rashad? Mm -hmm. You know, getting, getting people, getting in front of people. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the goal. And, and, and I, you know, I'd love to, I've been writing TV scripts and, and stuff like that as well. Uh, trying my hand at that. And it's fun. It's just a different way to write and it's a different way to use your, use your, your brain um, and use, and use the skills that I was already kind of cultivating. Right. I can see you writing an episode of Girls. That is that is a, a huge compliment. Um, I would love Lena if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I do think what you did with Odell Beckham was was type goofy, but I um I generally kind of feel that you've you've made positive uh, contributions to the cinematic television televisual culture, <laughs> um, and that's that's commendable. Uh, also, I, from what I'm told from sources uh, near near me, uh, you you are from, have spent time, significant time in Connecticut. Again, probably not the Connecticut I'm from, but that's a connection we have as well. Uh, and I think there's there's some sort of ample potential, in my from my vantage, for us to do some sort of buddy comedy, like maybe a buddy cop comedy, where like you know <laughs> we're from different departments who get slammed together, and you know, um, so just putting that on the table. Somebody please send it to Lena Dunham uh, and let her know I'm, I'm I'm ready and willing to work. And available. I'm available. Um, do you have any more questions about... Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, any more questions? I'm, 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 like I'm, I haven't it. asked any any questions. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get inside Jordan world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. What's your what's been your favorite interview that you've done on for this podcast thus far? Are you, it, excluding this one. Excluding this one? Yeah. I love them all. I love them yeah. all. They're all they're all interesting. They're all mm. interesting. Except yeah. the ones I had to cut. Oh shoot. Why'd you have to cut some? Because no, no, no names in, no names out. They're just, you know, I was just carrying it. It was basically like inner just talking to me. Talking to yourself. And as much as you love yourself, you're like, that's not what this is for. This is for the people. This is for the people. For the people. This is for the people. Yeah, people have asked me, like, yeah. People have asked me if they wanted to know more about me, mm -hmm. more about my life. Like, you don't have to, you can hear it from me, but you can just listen to the, to the show. I, I drop so much about my life, mm -hmm. you know? Like me, 
leaving and me paying with quarters for the time being mm-hmm. for like a second mm-hmm. like don't get it twisted don't get it twisted, <laughs> don't get it, don't get it twisted. <laughs> i'm straight guys i'm straight <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no it's 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 been it's been pretty chill it's been pretty mm-hmm. chill but as of late just to see that you you know always been a performer and me i've just been playing shows out and about as well getting back playing guitar is this do you like do you enjoy doing it a lot do you like do you just let it all out on stage like a ballerina do i let it all all out on stage like a ballerina yes it it actually is i get i get you know, and this is inside the actor studio now. I get uh-huh. I get nervous um before performances, but I feel like my performance affect is pretty calm, cool, and collected. But like yeah, I, I really enjoy being up, up in front of people and kind of like uh and just and just just having having the time. Um um I wouldn't say I I'm not, not like breaking tables or anything like that. Though perhaps maybe in the future that'll that'll be a thing. Like Aragondre style. Yeah, Aragondre style. But uh but I am uh, I am being uh, embodied. For sure, mm-hmm. and it's super fun. Um, you've been playing guitar. Where, when, 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 when's the next show I can come to? Come see, come see you play. I just played a show this past weekend, but my band Small Cutter just—it's just my solo project. I, mm-hmm. I get nervous as well. But after the first song, yo, it's smooth sailing. After yeah. the first, you know, five minutes, you're in. Like, yeah, absolutely. I I love that nervous feeling. To be honest with you, I think that's like now my new kink slash mm. like. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, wall. <laughs> it's my new thrill because I start. I'm. The my friends say I'm sober, so mm. I don't. But but me, I say I'm sober as well. But like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, what do you say? <laughs> I need, I need some type of thrill. I need, I need. So mm-hmm. getting back on stage is just feels great, you know. That yeah. rush of blood to your brain, mm-hmm. a to rush of head. blood to the head by Coldplay, two thousand three, an incredible album. In my, there's, there's been a lot of Coldplay talk on this on this podcast as of oh. late. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just. In the air. It's in the air. Yeah. Warning sign. Come on. Th- I think this is what Chris here. Martin intended. Yeah. That, 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 they say what you will. I mean, they, they become kind of like this, uh, strange, strange, uh, organism, uh, in pop music. But I feel like that, that album, actually, the album is really, really ingrained in the, in my brain because when I was in third or fourth grade, my dad got like, got us a, um, a used computer. It was like his coworker's son's like gaming computer. It had like LED lights on the side, like see through. You remember like how oh, the, totally. the, the things used to have, the towers used to have those. And um, he it, kid was getting rid of it, gave it to us. Uh, my dad got it for free. You know, cheap, cheap Jamaican man. He that he is. And um, <laughs> and it came with NBA Live 2005 P Dunlop. I was geeked for that. Fire. And then and it came with um, like I think all of co-plays a rush of blood to the head download on it and i was like 10 years old and like listening like in my place <laughs> in my place and i was like like feeling things i'd never felt before truly like i it, it hit me in a way that music can only do that <laughs> yeah i felt that mm-hmm. i felt that yeah, I, I wasn't gonna go there. That's why I said to the brain, but you went to the head, and I knew you were. I knew you were ahead. I knew mm-hmm. you were ahead. Yeah. Well, Jordan, is there a place that you like to hang your hat on that you go to think to write your shows beforehand, or mm. even to write your scripts? Mm. Place to hang my hat on could be a coffee shop. It could be a bar. It could be somewhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. I I get I get I get a lot of I struggle to like sit and write sometimes and sometimes to break it up and to really like uh to let myself uh to give myself a change of pace. I'll go for a walk and write on my phone, which sounds kind of ADD, but I think it really helps. So writing on my phone in a walk 
in Brooklyn and Bed Stuy, Clint Hill, Fort Greene, you know, or or on the train even sometimes I'll like be sitting down and I'll have I'll be able to like I think it's because I'm I'm in transit somewhere. It makes me feel like it's bottled it. I only have so much time and I'll I'll be able to get stuff done. So maybe I'm hanging my hat on the uh, train. The train. The train. Transit. I agree. Being in transit. In I mean MTA, even though it's not a vibe. Mm-hmm. There's only some good. I mean, at least you're not reading. I, I I I saw I saw a Japanese man reading and like sobbing next to me. Yeah, I really wanted to take a picture so bad, but I was like, I'm gonna let him be. But sobbing reading his book. Yeah. Whoa, that's that's an intense experience. It was. It was. And it was in. And it was in the metro. It wasn't in Japan. It was literally the J JMZ train. And you, you're, you're anti-literate is what you're saying. You're like, like I'm not, I used to, I, I did it like when I, the bitch. first year, you know, the first year coming to New York, like I got to read on a train. And then you realize that is <laughs> why what's wrong reading on the train. No, it's just so much. You're, it's just so much. You're showing too much of yourself. I, this, this is a take that I disagree with. <laughs> I think, I think there's nothing wrong with reading on the train. In fact, that is one of the more banal things you could do. Passing the time. Well, you rather would rather them do scrolling on their phone, slurping up the content. You can or, read uh, read a magazine. That's fine. But like, you want to read an encyclopedia? Come on. No one's reading an encyclopedia on the train. <laughs> reading people novels. People are reading the latest novel <laughs> on the train. <laughs> reading Zadie Smith on the train, Michelle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I also do. I also like yourself. That's how I as of late memorize all the lyrics to my songs mm-hmm. or even if I'm trying to get back in the stand-up mm-hmm. reciting my jokes and obviously not laughing at them. And then, mm-hmm. but always in movement, always in motion. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, hats off to you and everything that you do for some just our wear many hat solutions. We should definitely write a show sometime. You should definitely write I'm currently trying to turn Wear Many Hats into a mini series. Mm-hmm. So love to have you write an episode. Absolutely. You I mean, I'll have my agent reach out uh, <laughs> 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 uh, this guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> hey, you baby. sound you sound like when when I was playing the show this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I got off stage and my my homies, they were like, they met up with me outside and they were like, yo, you're fit. It's great. Yada, yada, yada. It's been a minute since I was playing standing up. I usually just sit down and my friend's like, yo, what kind of pants are those? Oh, those pants. They're so, they're so flowy. They, they're so good. What are they? And I hate when people ask me this question with these particular pants because it always puts me in a place that I'm not. And I'm, mm. I go, yo, don't think of me differently, but it's Dior. And and he, he goes, he's like <laughs> starving artist, my ass. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> nah, you gotta you gotta lean into that. Like the Dior Playboy, you can't afford <laughs> These are not these are not for you. I wear them. Come I, I can wear them. I I got it like that. You unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think these are in the cars for you. Too good. That's Too funny. Good. Jordan, if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Yes, okay. So it would be, I'm tired of motherfuckers in school telling <laughs> always in the barbershop. Chief Keef ain't about this. Chief Keef ain't about that. My boy a BD on fucking lamb on in them. He he, they say that that nigga don't be putting in no work. Shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas ain't on no shit. All your motherfuckers talking about Chief Keef ain't no hitter. Chief Keef ain't this. Chief Keef a fake. Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't live up with that nigga. Y'all know that nigga got caught up with a ratchet. Shooting at the police and shit. They could been on probation since fucking I don't know when. Motherfucker, stop playing with me. Play with him like that. Them niggas savages out there. If I catch another motherfucker talking sweet about Chief Keith, I'm fucking beating their ass. I'm not fucking playing no more. Know them niggas roll with Lil Reese and them? That, that, that was beautiful. Yeah, I think it would be kind of like in a, a gothic font. <laughs> that is the longest chess tattoo quote that anyone on this show has given thus far. So congrats. 
Thank you. I got a lot of chests. I got a lot of room. <laughs> a lot of chests. Mm -hmm. You guys can catch Jordan and his chest at Life World. This Sunday at 8 p.m. August 6th. Jordan Show. Jordan Show. My opinion, Abhi Janamachi, Chanel Beads. Jordan. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, Meta's Instagram at <laughs> eJordan.web. And I'm on Twitter, FKA Twitter at G-I-F-G-O-R-D-O-N at Jif Gordon. Everything you just said, I hope someone got your username within all that you just said, because yeah. that is so true. Because I just said, where can they find you? And everything is like either dead or changing. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. Well, you'll figure it out. You can notify me. Thank you, Jordan, for coming on Where Man Had to. It was really great to have you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. This was a lot of fun. Go birds. You are. Go <laughs> fly, eagles, fly. Fly, eagles, fly. The alternative chest tattoo quote. Mm. Or mine. Yeah, you tell me about your tattoo after. <laughs> You'll show me the tramp stamp when we get off it. <laughs> Donovan Don't. McNabb's Campbell, Campbell's Chunky Soup <laughs> Can on your right butt cheek. <laughs> oh, God. Until next time, this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Dasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace.